this is Brandon Schwartz with the Saravo Broadcasting Sports Update. Tonight's Yankees-Phillies game has been postponed due to the ongoing pandemic. Several players of the Miami Marlins have tested positive for the coronavirus. Their home opener tonight is postponed. From the Diamond to the Gridarian, Andrew Thomas has signed his Giants rookie contract. The Giants have also signed Chandler Cananzaro. For the Saravo Broadcasting Sports Update, I'm Brandon Schwartz. I talk sports, politics, and faith. This is the Doug Sharapo Show. We are here. Another Monday night. Your Monday night typical podcast. Brandon Schwartz, Andrew Brem. I'm Doug Sharapo on the Doug Sharapo Show. We have a lot of stuff to get to today. The latest on the coronavirus, the Jets traded Jamal Adams, and two MLB games have been canceled. Much more on the MLB, much more on National Hockey League. Andrew, how are you today? Pretty good, thank you. What's the latest on the coronavirus cases, um, lockdowns, openings? Uh, so today in uh, New Jersey, so here in New Jersey, uh, Attila's Gym in Belmar, Camden County, New Jersey, the uh, the two gym owners were arrested because they defied uh, Governor Murphy's executive order for about the last two months or so. So they finally got arrested and they're going to be going to court to determine uh, where they will stand after all this is over with. Do you think it's fair that you could get arrested for opening your business? Definitely unfair. It's ridiculous. Like, I would, you know, everyone in this, you know, situation is that everyone's taking safety precautions in their own businesses, and yet all these governors and governments are all denying their, you know, request to stay open. And it's so stupid that a Walmart, a ShopRite, a Target can have all these people, can have all these people, and they can remain open while these other places they don't have as many people yeah, and they the have to be closed. Shops, right, exactly. And small uh, businesses. and the gym is the one place on earth you would feel very comfortable in because you can work out, you feel relaxed. Well, calm. it's not just that. You got to understand that's their livelihood, that's their income. Right, exactly. But also away from them. But also like I'm saying for people that go there, they pay good money because they want to have they want to work out, they want to stay fit, they want to stay healthy. And they just want to make themselves feel content within themselves. Brandon, you mentioned to us that you're going to Arizona within the next month. Can you talk about the cases that they have, what the quarantine is about when you travel and you have to come back? So uh, cases there are cases there are uh, going down or staying steady. They're not going up, so that's a good sign. I am going out there to uh, drop my sister off at college. Um, I know when I come back I have to quarantine for 14 days because Arizona is considered a high-risk state. So I have to quarantine for 14 days when I get off, when I come off the plane. So I won't be able to leave my house for 14 days. Wow. What are you going to do during that 14 days? Play video um, games? Probably play video games, uh, maybe make some TikTok videos. Uh, nah, probably not TikTok. Uh, I'll work on some podcast i'll do some you know i'll I'll, uh, I'll try to exercise in my gym as much as i can i will uh you know watch tv i'll uh i'll be fine everybody else is doing it well so I, if everybody could do it i could do it andrew you mentioned that gym what's what are their consequences going to be uh they haven't brought in any uh, details about that they just got arrested today so and we're not really sure what's going to happen to them. But uh, I know for the last two months they were fined multiple times. And uh, they just kept opening and opening each day. And members, some members got arrested entering and exiting out of the gym. But you could protest all you want. Exactly. But that's besides the point. And uh, speaking of protest, it's so crazy that Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, is not allowing any mass gatherings. But know, he's allowing but all the protests. Protest. He's such an idiot. Like, I know. It's... That's why he has another year left of being mayor of New York, and then 
That'll really be it. Then he's adios out of here. That's why this whole thing is confusing because you can't go to church, you can't go to work, but you could do all these other stupid things. Exactly. Now I know they're right, but still, what you do for one, you do for the other. You can't just exactly say, oh, yeah. you can't go to work and make an income. But you know what? If you protest, feel free. There's five hundred thousand thousands of people protesting, but God forbid, there's two people at a gym. Exactly. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. These some of these politicians are just straight up screwed up, and they're just they just gotta get their minds straightened out. These politicians like Bill De Blasio, Cuomo, Murphy, they all gotta get their minds straightened out. Oh, well, we got election day coming up. Yeah, coming and up soon. so you should ask a question. Do you think this will end after the election? Everything. I think we all know the answer. To that. <laughs> yeah, I think we've mentioned that to our viewers before, our yep. listeners. Yep. So Once again, Trump it, wins the election, yeah, it's game over. Biden has no shot. I mean, we mentioned that before. Biden but. has no shot because, like, Biden's an old, incompetent, sleepy right, guy in the basement. Let's stay focused <laughs> on the Doug Survival Show and what we have set for our listeners. So we mentioned the coronavirus. Let's talk about the New York Jets and them trading Jamal Adams to the Seattle Seahawks. I've listened to Joe Beningo, and he's had enough of it. Brandon, why are the Jets? making stupid moves year in, year out. They're the New York Jets. They're worth a lot of money. And they they just they have to do what they got to do. You know? I don't know if I really agreed with this trade of sending Jamal Adams. I think they could have given him another chance because I think he, he had potential. Um, so, it's, it's a... Uh, I, I disagree with the trade. I, I think he should have stayed for a little longer, give him one shot of a, of being a potential uh, face of the franchise. You know. So, Andrew Thomas signed his rookie deal. Giants signed a kicker. While we're talking football and the coronavirus, obviously, do we see the National Football League? And the players playing football this season because that's the most contact sport. I don't I'm, think football would last this year. I don't think there's going to be a season, only because when you look at contact sports, there's not really contact in baseball. Basketball, obviously, you're passing the ball, touching it, but football, it's full body contact. So I'm going to start with Brandon. With the pandemic, will we see the National Football League this year and even college football? I say there's a 50-50 chance you do. I think there will be a season. I mean, and I think there will be a Super Bowl this year. I mean, probably by the Super Bowl, I can assume that the pandemic will be over with. And we'll see a, you know, Super Bowl champion of 2021. Yeah, and but if there's no season, you can't play the Super Bowl. That's true, but who knows what will happen. Hopefully we'll have a vaccine by the Super Bowl. But Hopefully. they already said that they might push the Super Bowl back to the end of February, which is a smart move. Because they might have to delay the season. If they want to play football, there's no way they're going to start on time. If anything, they're going to probably start maybe the first week in October. And then college football would be the same thing. They would back right. it up to maybe either late fall or maybe push it even back to the spring, which the Ivy League has already thought about, is is pushing all the fall sports to the spring. But the problem is you don't want to override it with the NCAA tournament, which, is a, which you know, people tune in mostly from time to time. So that's, you have to question that too. So... It's, you know, moving it to spring might be a an option for college football. Again, if you're just joining us, we have Brandon Schwartz, Andrew Brem on the Doug Sharavo Show. I'm Doug Sharavo. We we've been discussing the coronavirus, how it impacts sports, uh, the future of football, the Jets trading Jamal Adams, and in the second part of this episode, we're going to discuss Major League Baseball, recap our picks and talk about the National Hockey League, which starts their playoff qualifying round this Saturday. Doug's Travel Show, we'll be right back. I'm Doug Saravo, and boy, did I hate wasting hours on papers. I knew I had to make my hobby a reality. I love interviewing athletes and doing podcasts in my kitchen. Now I'm on to bigger things as the Connecticut School of Broadcasting offers studio time. If you enter CSB, 
you will have the opportunity to learn how to run a control room, edit highlights, direct a newscast, and even create logs for a radio show. The Connecticut School of Broadcasting gives you the chance for success. Visit GoCSB.com for more information on how you can receive a radio tour. GoCSB.com So we are back on the Doug Saravo show. It's baseball season once again. Brandon, how are your New York Yankees looking? Off to a good start. Three and um, sorry, two and one. Uh, the second game of the series was a bit rough. Uh, we thought we would have a uh, a shot since Strasburg didn't pitch the second game, but the uh, that guy um, Fetty looked pretty good in that second game of the series. The Yankees, uh, I think they look great. I think the power is there. It's just going to get better as the season goes on. Hopefully we will have a season. You know, after what happened today, we hope we have a season that will continue. We hope it doesn't shut down. So we're just going to see what happens because the Yankees are expected to do really well again. You got the pitching. You got the the, the lineup 1-9 to nine who could hit like no tomorrow. They got great power. And they're they are always ready to go. They're ready to go, so we'll see what happens. So you mentioned in your update that several players of the Miami Marlins have tested positive, which led to, and they were in Philadelphia, so that led to the Yankees-Phillies game being canceled, and that also led to the Miami Marlins home opener being canceled. How important is these quarantines? Because if more players get it and it spreads to other teams... How fast will we see Major League Baseball say it's over, but MLB did come out and say no plans to cancel the season. So, like, how they would, how they'll deal with it? How important is it to avoid more teams getting the virus? Oh, it's very important because you need baseball. You need baseball, and... Safety is obviously our number one priority in this whole thing. We need people to stay healthy. We're, a, we're going through a tough time right now. And, the, you know, you see the, the virus spreads very easily. If 14 players tested positive for the Marlins, that's, that's a lot of players. So that shows that it can spread really fast. And, you know, you got to be careful about this thing because it could happen anywhere. It could happen anywhere. You can't see the virus. You can only you can only get it. You can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't smell it. You can't feel it. It could, it could be anywhere. So you got to be very careful. And the and the players have to comply with all the safety protocols. And MLB has done a good job in saying that you know they're not going to cancel the season, but they're gonna they're gonna increase the safety protocols. They're gonna do increased testing, increased sanitation, maybe in the locker rooms, clubhouses, and you know, and maybe not high five each other. Because that's important too. You don't want to like touch each other in the dugout. And, I, and I've seen that in the, in the, I've seen that in the last few games with the Yankees. And you know, a lot of them have high fived each other, even though they've said you can't high five each other. They were high fiving each other, so that shouldn't be happening too. They shouldn't be high fiving each other. Listen, I understand it's it's a team sport, but you don't want to get this virus. You don't want to get and, this virus. Uh, to your point. If you want to dab each other up, I would do the elbow. A lot of people have been doing that instead yeah. as a safer way of... Uh, the elbow touch is okay. Right. That's at least good. You could do that. I, uh, that's how people are greeting each other now. Yeah. I even saw Cuomo on the uh, subway do that with a, uh, a local civilian. So, uh, yeah, so that's good. That's good. Right. So, uh, Justin Verlander is out for the season with an elbow injury. How does this impact the Astros because they lost Garrett Cole to the Yankees in free agency? But also, how does this impact his career? He's in his late 30s, almost 40. Which player, Garrett Cole? Justin Verlander. Oh, Justin Verlander, okay. How bad could this affect his career? It's going to hurt him, but it's. Uh, I don't think it's going to take a tremendous toll on him. Verlander's the kind of guy who, who could... Come up, who could recover from over the top and be strong again? Like he, he's done that many times. Like he's, 
he's got that he's got that mentality, he's got that confidence and he's got, you know, the strength to to be who he is, you know. So I think he's going to be fine when he comes back. Just the question is, will you see, you know, how how many more years is he going to play, you know, cuz he's in his late 30s and he's not he's not quite a young guy anymore. He's not a young guy. Well, yeah. So, Andrew, I want you to talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers right. and where they could go this season moving forward as we saw how they played phenomenal against the San Francisco Giants. I right. know that the Giants are a bad team, but where do you see your L.A. Dodgers going moving forward? I think they're going to have a very good record this year. I think they're, uh, I mean, I don't know if they'll make it to the World Series, but I think they're going to do very well, and I think they'll make it to the playoffs. But... I think they'll have a pretty good record. Not the best, but I think they'll have a solid record this year. Now, Brandon, do you see your Yankees in that World Series spot against the Dodgers? Because those two seem to be the two best teams in baseball. Uh, I do. I, I still think either the Yankees and the Dodgers in the World Series or the Yankees and the Nationals. Again. Those are my two National League teams that I could see in the World Series. So, a little... Um, yeah, all right. So about our picks, Brandon, you went four and one last week. Andrew, you went two and three mm-hmm. last week. I went three and two this week. So we are going to take a look at this week. This week's picks. We have three games: the Mets and the Red Sox tonight. Michael Walker versus Hall. The Rays and the Braves on Thursday. Ryan Yarbrough versus Max Freed. The Red Sox and Yankees, Oshwish versus Montgomery. Andrew, who do you have winning tonight's Mets-Red Sox games? Red Sox. You have the Red Sox. Right. All right, Brandon, who do you have winning the Mets-Red Sox game tonight? Oh, okay. I'm going to go with the Mets. The Mets. The Mets are a better team. So we got Andrew with the Red Sox, Brandon with the Mets. Not the record, but I think their team is better. They had a couple rough games lately, but I think they'll be good. Where do you see the weakness between both teams? Uh, with the Mets and the Red Sox, yeah. right? Could uh, be pitching, could be offense. That's a really good call. I'm not really sure. I never really evaluated an exact weakness that both teams could really have. But I'm just, for all, I just think the Red Sox will win the will win the game tonight. And tonight I'm going to go with the Red Sox just because I don't trust them. Mets pitching. Um, Walker, we don't know what he, he really has with the Mets. Porcello struggled last night poorly. So it's all about what they have to do moving forward with DeGrom. Because realistically, Syndergaard's out, Strowman's out. We really don't know who's going to be pitching for the Mets. Our Thursday night game is the Rays versus the Braves. Brandon, who do you have? Rays versus the Braves? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Braves. Yeah, same. I actually was thinking that because Rays are like, eh, they're okay. So we have two Braves. I'm going with the Atlanta Braves, so it's three Braves. Yep. And that's mostly because I like the way they've been playing. Pitching's good. Offense wakes up when they need to. So we have three Braves against the Rays. And finally, our third game to pick from is the Red Sox versus the Yankees. Uh, probably the Yankees. Brandon? Of course the Yankees. Another three. Mm-hmm. We got two hat tricks. Yeah. So I'm going with the Yankees too. Mm-hmm. I really don't like the way Boston is this year. They struggled mightily against the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. That's that, pretty obvious. That's pretty interesting. Knowing the Red Sox been dominant for many years, but without Mookie Betts, total different ball game. So again, if you're just joining the Doug Strauber show, we talked about the coronavirus and the latest. We talked about. How the Jets continue to trade away their best players 10 years without the playoffs. We talked about how the coronavirus impacts Major League Baseball. And when we come back, we'll talk about the National Hockey League. John Chica resigns as Coyotes GM. 
right before its first ever playoff appearance since 2012, where they reached the conference finals and lost to the Stanley Cup champion, LA Kings. Brandon Schwartz, Andrew Brem, I'm Doug Sarabo. We'll be right back. We are back on the Doug Sarabo show alongside me, Brandon Schwartz, Andrew Brem. It's your typical Monday night podcast. We're also live on Andrew's Instagram account. I'm Andrew287. Andrew287. You can take a look at the video on YouTube. So, no NHL positive COVID test. Brandon, you see the NHL, they have no positive test in three weeks. Miami Marlins somehow 14 positive tests. How is that possible within the sports and the leagues? Why is one sport getting more positive tests while other sports haven't? Is it because the NHL hasn't played games yet? Simple. You know what it is? Travel. The bubble, you're not traveling on plane. You're not not leaving state. With the bubble, you're staying inside one in a certain in a radius. You know, you're you're in a certain radius. You know, you're not going 500 miles out of state. You know, with the NBA, everybody's combined. They're in one area. With you know, NHL, they're in one area. With baseball, though, they're they're you know they're going on planes. They're going to different stadiums. You know, in different cities. That that's a game changer. That changes everything when you have travel factor into this. You know, travel, when you travel, you have a better chance of being exposed to the virus. So do you think that there was a way that Major League Baseball could have done a bubble? Was that in the CBA talks? Or did they just want to stay in their home stadiums? Or maybe financially it was cheaper for other sports compared to baseball? Well, I remember in, uh, when, the, when the pandemic began, they were talking about this Florida-Arizona situation where they would play in the spring training facilities in Florida and Arizona. But that fell apart. But look what happened now. It wouldn't have worked anyway because Florida has Yeah, one of the highest has the most cases in the probably the most cases with California in the country and Arizona is high up there too. So it probably wouldn't have worked anyway. So baseball's a little harder because you got more you got you got you need more space because you need a stadium you need, you know, you know, it's just a bigger deal, you know. Baseball is a, a little more difficult to get started than basketball. Because basketball, all you need really is a court and, you know, just TV and stuff. See, with baseball, you know, you guys, you t- you're, you're touching stuff, you know, like the gloves, the baseballs, you know, you, stuff like that. But basketball, you know, it's... It's not as, I, I just think it's not as, you're not going to expose yourself easily as you would in baseball. So, the, the Florida-Arizona thing was definitely in talks, but that didn't happen. So, this is basically an episode talking about the coronavirus, news and sports, and basically the coronavirus within the Major League Baseball, our picks, but now we're going to actually have some fun and talk about some games. The National Hockey League playoffs start this Saturday. We have the Rangers versus the Hurricanes at 12 p.m., Panthers versus the Islanders at 4 p.m., Jets versus the Flames at 10.30 p.m., Blackhawks versus the Oilers at 3 p.m., Canadians and Penguins at 8 p.m., and Coyotes and Predators at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Brandon, how important is it for fans to see their sports back? Very important. For psychological reasons, for physical reasons, just you need you need sports back. It mean it only means good to the world. You need our country needs sports back, and you know I could tell you from myself. I'll speak in terms of myself here. I need sports because it helps my mind calm down. When I'm you know when I'm in a depression or when I'm stressed out, I will put on a sports game, 
and I will put myself into a game and not even think about what's around me. I will look at, I will focus on the game, and I'm sure everybody's like that too. Exactly. So, I mean, I never had thought in my life all these things would shut down, cancel, postpone, even sports. And you had 9/11, right? Where uh, where you had the attacks, right? And then things were shut down for a little bit, right? And then a week after that, everyone got together at Yankee Stadium. And it was just like it was just unbelievable when they all got together. Yeah, we have six games, six hockey games this weekend. We've we've went seven months, right? April. It's no, March, no, no. March 11th when they shut. It's March five. 11th when they shut down. So we the went NBA. five months without hockey. Five months without basketball. Baseball is back. How important is the ratings for fans to know, not lose interest with all the political stuff going on? But how important is it to actually be able to watch a hockey game or a basketball game? I think ratings are going to go higher than ever before. Because since people had no sports to watch except recordings for the last few months, I think people are going to like all join, uh, uh, all watch on t- the games on TV. And I think people are, you know, the ratings are literally going to go up because of it. So, Brandon, I just want to ask you a quick question. Where do you, who do you, what do you see with this 2014 playoff for the National Hockey League? Out of the 24 teams, who do you think could win the Stanley Cup? You got the Rangers, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Penguins, the Coyotes, the Predators, the Blackhawks. I like to say my New York Rangers, but I'm going to have to go with the Penguins. I think the Penguins are going to win. I think so, too. I was even thinking when, it, when March was around, I said, watch, I think the Penguins could go far in the Stanley Cup playoff. I think so. It may be difficult within the 24 teams, but I truly I truly see them going far. You have a great young goalie in Murray. You have Latang, You have Crosby. And everyone is healthy. So I really like the Penguins. Andrew, I know you really don't follow hockey, but who do you think could win the Stanley Cup out of the 24 teams? I think I'm just going to go have to go with the Penguins. The Penguins. Yeah, and plus the Penguins are basically an Antarctic team. So An Antarctica team. Mm-hmm. And Penguins love the ice. <laughs> so hockey's back, basketball's back, baseball is back. And now we just have to see where football goes, where right. college football goes, even college basketball. It's just great to see professional sports are back. This was a long period right. without and, um, one thing, professional sports. I forgot to mention one thing with baseball. Dr. Fauci pitched, and today his uh, baseball card was released today on Facebook. Oh, he has his own card? Uh-huh. And the guy's no professional at all. I mean, he literally threw the baseball at the for the first pitch for uh, for the Yankee uh, Nationals game. You think that was a? Political and he literally statement? missed it. Well, you think that was a political statement to have him throw the ball, or because no. I I didn't make any sense of it, out of it. No, I think they just wanted him because he's the doctor throughout all this. So I think they just wanted him there. And uh, you know what Fossey did? That was so stupid. What? He took his mask off after yeah, he I threw the first that, and pitch. He and he tells everyone to wear a mask. Right, and he was sitting next to two people without any mask. Phony Fauci is what I like to call him. Mm-hmm. I don't trust that guy at all. Fauci is nothing. I think Fauci is nothing but a deep state doctor. The deep state doctor. Mm-hmm. So the Mets are actually winning 4 to nothing. Michael Conforto hit a two-run home run. So as of now, it looks like uh, Andrew, you picked two. The you picked the Red Sox. You picked the Mets. I picked the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Brandon is probably going to lose this week to go four and two. But to pick four out of five is pretty, pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. So we had breaking news in the National Hockey League. John Chiker resigns as Coyotes GM after making its first player for parents. Brandon, why would a GM resign? Now, we don't have the full details of why, but why would a GM resign right before the playoffs? Well, the playoffs is where, first of all, they, you know, the the playoffs is really what it comes down to in every sport. So, the GM didn't want to be part of a losing, you know, if they lost bad in the playoffs, 
GM doesn't want to be blamed for the team's failure in the playoffs. So, that's just why I think that, you know, and in and, and any, any sport, you know, when it comes down to winning in the playoffs, it comes down to the moves you make by the general manager and stuff like that. So, um, so it comes down to, you know, the general manager and the president and the coach. So the general manager doesn't want to be blamed for failure, which is, which is understandable. But there's a point where you need a general manager in sports throughout the whole playoff, you know. Every time a team gets to the playoffs, you can't always resign. So we, I got a report that Coyote's general manager quit ahead of NHL restart after reported rift between ownership. So apparently it's because of some type of ownership meeting, whatever happened. We're not exactly sure why they got into words. But we have... Adam from Marlboro on the line. Adam, how are you today? Hey, good, guys. It was a great show. I love it. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> we appreciate the support. <laughs> I, 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 I love what you do. I have a couple of questions. Go ahead. We're listening. Well, I think if they they play their cards right, that the season can continue. But Brandon mentioned that the traveling could be a key issue, so I'll let him answer that question for you. Well, listen, when you have... This is not the NBA where everybody's in one bubble. This is baseball where there's... They're, they signed, you know, where they have a season where they're required to play in different stadiums throughout the season. Now, if I'm in the AL East and I have to go from New York Yankee Stadium to Boston, I got to get on a bus and then go to Boston, or I got to take a plane, and I'm I have a better chance of exposing myself to the virus. You know, so if I'm a player, I don't want to do that shit. I mean, I got a family, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing with basketball, though, is you're not going, you're not traveling. See, baseball, you have to travel, you know. You have to go to Buffalo for a Blue Jay game against the Yankees. You got to go to Washington. You got to go to Baltimore. So you're not in a bubble. You have to, you're, you're, you're going in a, in a radius that is further than you should be going. Like, the, the NBA is doing the right thing here. Um, and yeah, the NHL I don't know. Too. I, I don't think this is going to work out. I think it's going to This is going to be very hard for the, for the, for, for everybody, and this is gonna, you know, this is gonna, this 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 doesn't look good for anything. This is not a good thing. So we're just gonna keep an eye on what Manfred does with the leak, and we'll just we'll have to deal with it. You know, it, it is what it is. You know, safety comes first before everything, and you know that. So safety's our. Listen, Brandon, I, I love what you're doing on the show. You're awesome. Hey, listen, I was wondering, you you got a girl? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a smoking hot sister that I love to set you up with. Would you want to date her? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on your mind, Adam? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Stanton. This guy is killing it. Oh, he's looking great. He's he's got a, a swing. You can see that swing, and you know his stance looks so much better. You see what he did with his bat. He's not like. He's not, you know, his legs are not all the way out. You know, his legs are closer together, which is giving him more room for the hips. So that's 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 what that's what's improving him. He's he, and he's he also tied. He also, you know, he's gonna he's on the verge of hitting more home runs than he did last year. Last year he only had three home runs. So we got to see what. What's up with and what, and what about Judge? What's up with Judge? Judge hasn't hit a home run yet, but he 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 looked good in the exhibition games. But he's he's gonna look good. He's gonna have a good season. If we have one, if we have one, so let's let's not let's not let's not get crazy yet until you know we're cleared. Uh huh. Hey, do you think Mike Francesa has a bit of a weight problem? Uh. <laughs> uh he he claims he's at his lowest weight of ever of all time. I I think he's full of shit. He eats more <laughs> than anybody else on radio. You know, it's funny when somebody called him. 
when somebody called his show, he actually was accused of eating ice cream at Yankee Stadium and you know in the all-inclusive food. <laughs> he was in. He was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was accused of eating all the ice cream. And this is Doctor Fauci, I, I right? I can't imagine how much ice cream that big fat ass eats all day. <laughs> I hope this is blooped out. Now who's this for, Doctor Fauci? Uh, yeah. Um, Adam, anything else on your mind? No, that's it. You guys are great. I love the show, man. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me on. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. It's good to have you. Thank you for calling. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, Adam. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Back to Adam. He made a good point, though. I have a family. Now, think about the players. Like, Mike, Tra Mike, did Mike, Mike Trout played, but he said he wasn't sure if he wanted to play because he has a wife that is pregnant. Right. So let's say you have a wife that's pregnant and you are playing and traveling. Wouldn't you be iffy about going home? Oh, I'd be worried. I don't want to, you know, that's a newborn baby. And I don't want to give my wife... You know the virus, because the virus could hurt the baby. So I gotta be, uh, you gotta be, I gotta be careful. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's my job, and what am I gonna do? You know, I could opt out, but you know, he wants to play. He wants to, he wants to show the country that he could play, and he wants to play good. He wants to show the country he's my, you know, he, they, they want to give the country Mike Trout. It's playing, you know, they want to, they want to see the Mike Trout that we know. Yeah. So. So we're going to take a quick break. When we'll get back, we're going to talk about the NHL still and how it's like to be a goalie in the NHL restart. We have Dallas Stars goaltender Ben Bishop and his audio from AP right after this commercial. We also have a special guest. We have a goaltender, James Charlin. He'll give his take on what it's like to be a goalie and go months without playing. And then all of a sudden, here comes the season. We'll be right back. This is Brandon Schwartz from Schwartz Center with the Madman. Listen to our podcast on Anchor, Schwartz Center with the Madman, and follow us on Brandon Schwartz Facebook Live. We talk about sports and other stuff that goes on in the country and the world, but we are mainly here to talk sports. Hey, if you're in the mood to talk about sports, come listen to Schwartz Center with the Madman on the Anchor or Facebook Live. Have a good one. Be ready, um, always included. I think it's just going to be a little bit different atmosphere as far as, you know, no fans in the stands. And we'll have a couple games to get under our belt before we, you know, really ramp it up. So, um, I don't see it. You know, too big of a difference. Obviously, the circumstances are have changed, and the atmosphere is going to be different. But once the puck drops, it's still the same game. So that was Ben Bishop of the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars had a great run last year. Too, they fell to the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. Patrick Maroon game-winning overtime goal, double OT, I believe. So we have a special guest in our studio, James Saravo. Uh, Mono Falcons, JV, winning a goaltender, has a few records. James, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. So you played hockey, you played high school, travel, junior, and now normally this is a time for tryouts, but with everything up in the air, how difficult it, how difficult is it not knowing your future, not knowing if you could go to a camp, not knowing if you could go to a tryout? Uh, it's definitely disappointing and upsetting knowing that you can't play hockey and you're not really certain what's what's going to happen in the future. But you just need to take it one day at a time and just work out every day so you can be prepared when the opportunity comes. When the gyms are closed, when the rec centers are closed, when the rinks are closed, how do you stay in shape just in case you get a phone call saying, we have a private camp available, we have a tryout available? Uh, you just do off-ice goalie workouts. That's really the best you can do. Brandon, any questions for our guest? You feel like you, you feel like, you know, this quarantine has, you know, do you feel like you 
like when the quarantine's over, you feel like you could just go back and play and feel good about it? Like you think you got the same confidence you had before the quarantine? Like you think you're able to play and be, you, you think you could stay in shape, you know, from this quarantine? Like you think you could be, like you think you could be the way you were after the quarantine, the, you know, the way you were before? Like you think the quarantine has made you weaker? Like do you think you're st you're able to still play hockey? You know. I think I'm I can still play hockey, but I think it'll just take me like a couple hours on the ice just to get back to my old self. And that's normal, though. I mean, everybody's like that. It takes time to get back to the way you were. Yeah. So that was James Saravo. Thank you for coming in today. We have more to get to today on the show. We have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Doug Sharavo Show. This is our last segment of our show. It's called Topic of Discussion. Mm -hmm. Andrew, when we grew up mm -hmm. in our history books, mm -hmm. we had World War One, World War II, 9-11. For future generations, even for people like a few years ago, the few freshmen, sophomore, 9-11 was history to them. We were alive when it happened we're alive during the coronavirus. So your kids, my kids, mm -hmm. 20 years from now, when they read about you know, the 2016 election, because that was a surprise, and when you talk about the coronavirus, what do you think the textbooks are going to have um, to tell them what happened? I think it's going to be very detailed. I think it's going to be like a World War One, World War Two type of subject. Spanish flu. Right, exactly. Because, uh, you know, this, you know, we used a lot of terms and definitions throughout this whole pandemic. And, you know, there was a lot of chaos and corruption going on throughout all this. And lately, I've been, lately, I've been wondering what a lot of these, you know, future generations' reactions will be. Especially the generation that's living through this, that's too young to remember all this. Because I have a cousin that's almost two. And I said to myself, he most likely won't remember this because, you know, he's just a baby and babies, they don't remember anything because brains aren't functioned enough to absorb what's around them and they don't have a clue what's going on. So that's why I've been having all these thoughts lately, you know, what reactions will future generations make, especially the one generation that was alive throughout all this that's too little to remember all this. So, and... I, um, when 9-11 happened as well, I was at the same age as my cousin, and I don't remember anything, and I ended up learning about it in school, and as I got older, I was like, damn, that really happened, and I'm like, I'm so glad I don't remember, because it was just a very disastrous day. Brian, how will the history books remember this time, whether it's the election, uh, the virus, because there's a lot of stuff that happened within the last few months? years well i think this year what we've had it's going to take up at least 100 to 200 pages of our textbook so th th that that shows you how much was going on that a lot of stuff has gone on this year and yeah the textbooks will change you know listen we understand about the constitution 1776 we understand about all that but this stuff we've you know this meant a lot. This took a toll in our lives. This, this meant this changed everybody's way of life for 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 about six months. You know, this is something that people, you know, they had no choice to get out of. So yeah, history is going to change. I mean, the books are going to change. People are going to be shocked with what they see in the future. They're going to say, "Oh man, we had something like this—a pandemic in 2020." They're going to say, "Wow." Yeah, the last one before 2020 was 1918. That shows you that this happens very rarely. Mm -hmm. This is something that doesn't happen a lot. And it's crazy. I like I'm like I said earlier. I'm wondering like what Teddy, my cousin's reaction will be when he hears about the, all this. Because I highly doubt he'll remember. Because like I said earlier, he's you That's know like us with 9/11. Yeah, you know, he's almost really see, you know? yeah he's almost two years old, and I highly doubt he'll remember. Yeah. You know, he's just his mind. He seems like a normal infant playing with his toys and just babbling and going kaku. Wow, 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 rock. <laughs> Andrew, but, you are, you're a comedian. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm like, I'm literally wondering, but like him and his generation, I'm like, that's the one generation I'm really wondering the most because they're literally the one generation on the planet now that won't even remember any of this. 
So, so. Andrew, mm -hmm. moving forward, mm -hmm. where do you see this world? Do you see people being nicer? Do you see people being greedy, selfish, corruption? Um, or do you think that one day all that will come to an end? Um, Especially when you have someone like Donald Trump exposing it all. So, after the pandemic's over with, I think there'll be a few changes. Like, I think there'll be work changes, uh, work changes, school, uh, educational changes, and just other positive changes. So, like at my job, right, we, um, we have a thing, we have a, you know, a, a system where you clock in. So you type in your six-digit uh, ID number, and then you got to put your finger on the uh, on some little pad here, right? On a fingerprinting pad to determine that it's you, and then you're good to go, and you're clocked in or clocked out. But once the virus started, they only uh, made us type in our number because they didn't want anybody um, getting exposed to the virus by putting their finger on the finger pad in order to clock in. So I'm hoping that... Uh, I'm hoping that they don't make us do that for now on after, like, right, way after this is over with. Because sometimes putting your finger on that uh, finger pad at work to clock in or out can get really annoying. Because sometimes it just doesn't recognize your finger. And so, yeah, it gets it just gets really annoying. So I'm hoping for now on, like, long after this is over with, I'm hoping they don't make us do that ever again. So, Andrew... Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. My last question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think this was blown out out of proportion? As in, like, plan? I wouldn't say plan, but the shutdowns, the lockdowns, telling you where you could go, where you could go out to eat. Um, I literally think, so, to start everything off, I think this is literally planned. Because, like, everybody, I've been, lately I've been looking through YouTube comments off of videos about the pandemic, right? And people said you can't create a pan you can't predict a pandemic. You create it and it's planned out. And Fossey said three years ago in twenty seventeen there will be a surprise pandemic this year. So I think it was planned out by him and all the uh, and some of these Democrats like Obama, Biden, Hillary and these other corrupt uh, corrupt deep state politicians. I think that I think it was all done by them. And, um, yeah, and they enforce everything to shut down. So, this is, uh, we have, hold on, we're going to pull up a quote. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to give our audience dead air, so just keep speaking. And just tell me, because we actually have the quote of Parchy right here. Or, actually, here we go. So, this is what Anthony Parchy predicted. Mm-hmm. But also there will be a surprise outbreak, and I hope by the end... A surprise outbreak. How do you, does someone in the deep state know? <laughs> yeah, because they want... What they want, these uh, politicians, these politicians in the deep state, all they want is money and power. And Obama, Hillary, Biden, and Clinton, and all these other politicians funded all this money to the Chinese Wuhan lab to create a disease that would spread throughout the whole world. So that they can throw Trump out of the White House since he's done so much for the United States. And they can form the One World Order so that they have control over every single country. Brandon, where do you see this country going moving forward? Eventually we'll be okay. Uh, but once we get the vaccine, I still think it will take a while for this to heal up. Because you can't make the people get the vaccine. And, you know, you hope the, first of all, you hope the vaccine is effective. You know... So it's going to take, like, it might take a few, a couple of months before coronavirus stops, like, full. Well, you don't have any more cases anymore. You might have a couple, but it's going to take a while before the vaccine spreads all over the country and the world. So, I just would, you know, we have to have a better year next year. Once this year's over... Let's hope. This is this. I mean, hopefully next year we'll, we'll be better, and you know we'll we'll get back to our normal way of life. Because that we shouldn't live like this. This is not the way that we should live. No. You have one life you live. You don't want to spend a year dealing with this. It's just not the way it should be. So Andrew, final thoughts before we head out. Yes. 
No, give me your final thoughts on today's show. Yeah, no, I think it was pretty good. We talked, we covered some really good key points, like with uh, like with the gym owners getting arrested, coronavirus updates, uh, Sonny, Dr. Fauci going over, uh, you know, predicting the pandemic. So I think we did, we covered pretty good points. Brandon, final thoughts. I think we did a good job. I think, uh, you know, we got a lot covered. We uh, we really are we are in favor. We want we really are true. We, we we want you know like every other person. We want our sports back, but we have to stay safe. We have to stay safe. You know, we we know we have we happened to the Marlins, but we. We gotta, we gotta be safer, and we have to be more cautious of this virus because we know, we know from the past, and we know from now, we've seen how fast this virus could spread. It spreads like wildfire. So, they just have to be more cautious and you know limit contact if they can. I think this was a good episode. We talked about a lot. Jets trading Jamal Adams, the latest of the coronavirus. We also talked about how this could impact Major League Baseball. The NHL, the NBA, the differences between each sports. John Chiker resigning. And we had a guest on, James Sarava, talked about how, he, how this affected him as a goalie. And we talked about how history and students will remember 2020. Because it's been a long, it seems like a long year. Well, it's, it'll go by before you um, know it. Well, it's almost August, but you know what I mean, because we saw Kobe Bryant died, then we had... Pop Smoke die. We had a lot of deaths, we had an impeachment, we had... Well, impeachment was in 2019. We had Regis Philbin die. Regis Philbin died, we had... Apparently we had uh, those hornet nests, and then we had apparently aliens in the sky, so this... And then we also had uh, the George World Floyd. Three almost started, all the Black George Lives Floyd. Matters protests. So 2020 has been an eventful, history-filled year. Again, Brandon Schwartz, Andrew Brem, I'm Doug Serravo on the Doug Serravo Show, your typical Monday night podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Serravo Broadcasting, and YouTube, Serravo Broadcasting. Good night. All right.